Well, here we are, getting ready to celebrate our fifth Christmas together, and getting ready to close out the fifth official season of Christmas Past. I say official because, even though the podcast is year-round now, I'm well aware that this family gathering of ours is at its most bustling during the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's when I share the episodes that tell the backstories to your favorite Christmas traditions and share your Christmas memories. So, after today, I'm not going anywhere, but I know that many of you are. And that's okay. I'll see you next year. But before I let you go, let's take a look back at this most recent Christmas of ours and remember the sights and sounds, the news and trends, and the things that just might have the makings of lasting Christmas traditions as time goes on. Because after all, starting tomorrow, Christmas of 2020 belongs to Christmas past. The big news, of course, that loomed large over the season, and pretty much everything else this year, was the pandemic. Annual Christmas events were cancelled or seriously scaled down or reimagined. We started hearing about those things as early as June. We heard reports of children visiting Santa behind plexiglass. A well-known Christmas parade in Raleigh, North Carolina happened, but without any spectators. I could go on and on because there were thousands of stories like this, but the gist of it is that everything related to Christmas was impacted somehow by the pandemic, including events, family gatherings, shopping, travel, and more. And by the time we got to the holiday season, a lot of us were feeling pandemic fatigue and decided that enough was enough and tried to have a normal season anyway. Unfortunately, pandemics don't care if you've had enough and many of those people will end up in the hospital, or worse. I heard reports from England about police breaking up large family gatherings that violated the lockdown rules. I really hope that you played it safe and smart this season. I know that celebrating digitally just isn't the same. I don't like it either, but it is just one season after all, and we want to make sure that you're here for the next season and all the other seasons after that. Now, I don't want to pretend there could possibly be a bright side to a pandemic, because of course there's not. But there were some interesting examples of adapting to meet the moment. Whether it was drive-in Christmas plays, like we saw in Georgia, or live-streamed theater productions, or a big increase in the availability of Zoom calls with Santa or other virtual events. A lot of those kinds of things already existed, but they really took off this year, and it'll be interesting to see if they remain popular in a post-pandemic world. And even Christmas Past did an impromptu miniseries back in March and April called Christmas in Quarantine. You can go back and check that out if you haven't yet. We also saw COVID-inspired Christmas tree decorations and snow globes. And speaking of Christmas trees and decorations, a lot of us really doubled down on the decorating and the outdoor light displays this year. Some people even started that as early as March, all as a way of finding little moments of comfort and joy amidst all the uncertainty. And one of the downstream effects of all of that was a serious Christmas tree shortage. That shortage can trace its way back to the financial downturn from the last decade when lots of Christmas tree farms had to shut down. The global supply is still not back up to full capacity, and with the extra zeal for Christmas decorating this year, we saw a good old-fashioned supply and demand problem, even more than in the last few years. There were reports of trees selling for more than $2,000. On a brighter note, literally, this year also brought us a rare cosmic event, a so-called Star of Bethlehem, or Christmas Star. It happens when Saturn and Jupiter align just so to create what appears to be one large point of light. Now, that happens about every 20 years, but they haven't been aligned this closely in nearly 800 years. December 21st was the peak alignment, and I hope you got a chance to see it with your own eyes, or maybe saw some pictures. I did. 
Other than pandemic-related trends, we saw some of the kinds we're used to seeing every year. Like when it comes to Christmas trees, for example. Succulent Christmas trees were a trend this year. And other than that, we saw some of the kind that we've seen over the last few years, like black Christmas trees or rainbow Christmas trees. Lots of new Christmas movies, as usual, and a big hats off to the Hallmark Channel. For the first time this year, one of their Christmas movies featured a same-sex couple as the central characters. Better late than never. Hulu gave us the happiest season, and we also had Jingle Jangle, the sequel to The Christmas Chronicles, and Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, all from Netflix. And really just tons and tons of other new Christmas movies on the popular streaming services and networks. And speaking of streaming services, the news hit in October that a Charlie Brown Christmas would be streaming exclusively on Apple+, Plus, but after a backlash, it returned to network TV, where it belongs. And of course, one of the things that that special is known for is the famous Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Well, life imitated art this year and in very public fashion. Public Christmas trees in Cincinnati and New York City at Rockefeller Center were looking more than just a little bit bare and scraggly. And the Rockefeller tree even had an owl trapped in it. It was rehabilitated and released, you'll be pleased to know. On the music scene, we had new material from Carrie Underwood, her first Christmas album, Dolly Parton, and the Goo Goo Dolls. I didn't realize they were even around anymore, but they are, and that Christmas album is surprisingly good, if you ask me. We also had albums from Leslie Odom and Megan Trainer, among many others. As with most recent years, we saw some familiar products like the Elf on the Shelf and the Ugly Christmas Sweater continue in their popularity. There was a new Monopoly game with a theme from the movie Elf. Hallmark introduced its own brand of wine, and we even had Fruit Loop-flavored candy canes. Lots of hot toys this year, just like any other year. Baby Yoda was high on the list, and we also saw Itty Bitty Pretties and Rainbow Corns, and a lot of variations on the stuff we're used to seeing every year from Lego and Hot Wheels. As for the show, we surpassed 100 episodes this year, and this year was the biggest and best yet for sharing Christmas memories, with more than 40 members of the Christmas Past family contributing. And there was one other announcement I was hoping to make, but it just didn't arrive in time. It's so close to happening that it might even happen between the time I record this and the time you hear it, but maybe I'll leave that for a surprise, perhaps sometime in January. Well, I'd like to close out this episode and wrap up the season with a Christmas memory from yours truly. You've heard me say throughout the season that I'm a new dad. Baby Dashiell was born on November 7th, 7.3 pounds of pure Christmas spirit, even though he doesn't sleep in heavenly peace. Not yet, anyway. Even if it weren't a pandemic year, the holiday season would have been scaled down here at Christmas Past Headquarters. Everything revolves around frequent feeding and nap schedules, not to mention mom and dad's energy levels. Earlier this year, we moved to the wonderful Willow Glen neighborhood of San Jose. It's especially well-known for its Christmas spirit, with blocks and blocks that do elaborate Christmas displays. Whole streets often coordinating on a theme, and people coming from all over to drive through the neighborhoods. So one evening in mid-December, we all got in the car. Dashiell had on his red flannel pants and Santa Claus shirt. My wife brought along some cannolis we'd picked up a few days before at a local bakery. We put on 96.5 KOIT, the radio station in the Bay Area that plays all Christmas music, and we went for a nice festive family drive, eating cannolis, listening to Christmas carols, and taking in the sights of the season and sharing in the Christmas spirit of our new home. It may not sound like much, I know, but some of my fondest memories of Christmas past involve doing things just like that, and it makes me look forward to all the Christmases yet to come with my new baby boy. 
Now this is Brian Earle signing off for the season, wishing you and yours tidings of comfort and joy, health and safety, love and togetherness, and of course, a very, very Merry Christmas.